This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome to Dollars and Cents. I'm Elaine Scollin, along with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates. They're experts in helping you get out of debt. Is a consumer proposal right for me? And we've talked a lot about consumer proposals, but this one is such a good segment because if you've heard about it, but you don't know all the ins and outs of it or how it could, what, what the difference is to, uh, between it and other options, this is the segment. Uh, Blair's going to outline consumer proposals, the key aspects of this solution that's available to Canadians to deal with debts. So Blair, let's start at the very beginning. Can you talk about um, what a consumer proposal is and what are some of the advantages in choosing a consumer proposal? Yeah, with pleasure, Elaine. Again, I've often said a consumer proposal is the most powerful debt solution you might never have heard of. So I'm really happy today. We're just going to focus on giving you all the ins and outs of a consumer proposal, tell you how it applies to various situations. And even if it's not relevant to you, probably somebody in your life might benefit from knowing this. You can at least be a resource for others. And who knows where the future goes, knowing that this can be an option for anybody if they face tough situations is always good to have in your back pocket. So a consumer proposal, it's a debt solution, allows you to legally consolidate all of your debts, so put them all together into a single repayment plan that usually offers your creditors a partial recovery of your debt, so you pay back what you can afford on the debt, but legally it's in full satisfaction, so you can never be held accountable for the balance that's unpaid. So consumer proposals give you a unique opportunity to consolidate debt without having to borrow money, without having to pay any interest charges, and again, you receive that partial debt forgiveness without having to resort to a personal bankruptcy. When you do a consumer proposal, the repayment terms are flexible and they're tailored to an individual's circumstances, so they can fit a wide variety of situations, everything from a single payment that a third party is helping you out to pay off your debts at a reduced rate, to up to five years of monthly payments that might be the same every month, or they might start low and then increase a little bit as we expect the income to go. There's a lot of different ways a proposal can be structured. Now, a consumer proposal can only be filed by working with a licensed insolvency trust and your trustee is going to be your ally side by side throughout the entire process. You don't need a referral. You don't need to pay any middlemen, any uh, lawyers or legal advisors or anything like that. You just meet with a trustee um, to, to investigate whether a consumer proposal is going to work for you. And there's just a number of benefits. You know, we've talked about the ability to put the debt into a single payment that can really simplify your life. You'll know on what day, what amount is coming out to deal with. You know, it could be 15 or 20 different debts. Uh, reducing the debt to an affordable amount, eliminating all of the interest. And then what's also great, too, is a consumer proposal gives you protection and breathing room. So if you're in a consumer proposal, you're protected. None of your creditors are able to sue you, able to take your wages, seize your assets, anything like that. And you also get breathing room because they're not even allowed to call you. Once a trustee is appointed, you don't have to deal with any of your creditors anymore. The trustee steps in the middle. You deal with the trustee. The trustee deals with everybody else on your behalf. And what about your assets? How protected are they, Blair? 
Well, they're fully protected. So if you're doing a consumer proposal, um, nobody is allowed to take any legal actions against you. So if you have you know, a car loan or a mortgage and you just want to keep those assets, you're worried they can be taken from you. If you do a consumer proposal, you just keep making the car payments, keep making the mortgage payments. You've got no risk at all that those assets would be in jeopardy. Okay. Is there a ceiling uh, for the amount of debt that I could get rid of using a consumer proposal? Yeah, so in the law, the limit for a consumer proposal is it can be applied to debts up to $250,000 for an individual, and that excludes a mortgage on your principal residence, because most mortgages are greater in excess of that. But in terms of your typical unsecured debts, if you know your credit cards, income taxes, student loans, lines of credit, personal loans, everything like that, um, up to an amount of $250,000 can be dealt with in a consumer proposal. And there's also the ability to do a joint consumer proposal if if two or more individuals have some debts in common, they can pool their debts together and it can be up to $500,000 of debts can be dealt with in a consumer proposal. But what's powerful in a consumer proposal is taking whether it's, you know, oftentimes it's in you know, the seventy dollars or $80,000 range, but even if it's up to the $250,000 range, it's how much can that be reduced in a consumer proposal. And quite often it can be reduced by 50 cents on the dollar, even up to 80 cents on the dollar. There are many situations where people might owe $100,000 and know they can't pay it back, we do a proposal for $20,000. They make monthly payments over a period of time, and it's a win-win in that their creditors actually got something back on their debt, and the person avoided having to file for a personal bankruptcy proceeding, which they would, of course, rather not to do. Yeah. Uh, Listen, if you have heard this information and you already know that you want to investigate a consumer proposal more and and really take a look at if this is the option for you, Sands & Associates can be reached easily at 1-800-661-3030. And I know, Blair, you've got offices pretty much all over British Columbia right now. What's, What's the latest number of offices you've got? Yeah, we're at 25 offices all wow. over the province. So, yeah, we're able to help everybody from, you know, coast to coast, I guess not coast to coast, but border to border of this great province, border to coast. <laughs> there, you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go, border to border. Um, yeah. So what does a person have to do during their consumer proposal besides uh, make sure that those payments are made? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the payments are obviously an important component, and we just do those by pre-authorized withdrawal any day of the month that works for the individual. But another really important component of the proposal is the financial counseling component. So you have to attend two private financial counseling sessions. They're both around 45 minutes each with a friendly, qualified, insolvency counselor. And these sessions are not about making you feel bad about perhaps some mistakes or things you could have done different. These are all supportive conversations to give you professional tools, strategies, resources to really help you increase your financial literacy in areas such as budgeting and spending habits, financial planning, goal setting, credit scores, and more. So our whole idea is to give you all the tools that you need that going forward you'll be able to manage a budget, to rebuild your credit as quickly as possible, um, and even to sit down and set financial goals. Sometimes it can be tough when you're sitting there with $100,000 of debt and you can't see the light um, to actually think, you know, I deserve to have some goals, short, medium, and long term, and going through a consumer proposal can give you the means um, to start to think about those goals and what you actually want to achieve financially, and that's one of the greatest parts of the council 
counseling is sitting down, setting those goals, breaking them down into manageable steps, and we'll work with you on that during at least two sessions during your consumer proposal. Uh, aside from making the payments and doing those counselings, there's other some minor things, a lot of things you'll do without even thinking that they're really special for the proposal. You'll want to keep up to date on your tax returns, so you want to file your taxes every year just to maintain compliance as a taxpayer. Um, in terms of your income, all of your income gets paid directly to you, so there's nothing you need to be concerned about. The proposal doesn't intercept any of your wages. Your employer doesn't even need to know about that. So in general, you'll make the payments each month, you'll meet for the couple of financial counseling sessions and you'll just enjoy the breathing room that you've got. Most people have a much better budget because now all their debts is consolidated down or reduced amount with no interest compared to how they were maybe robbing Peter to pay Paul or really scrimping on groceries or other things the family needed because everything was going to pay debts. What about the time involved, Blair? How long does a consumer proposal take to, uh, to run? Yeah, so there's limits within the law. So a consumer proposal, usually it's structured with monthly payments, and the maximum term for a proposal is 60 months uh, or up to five years. Some consumer proposals offer just a single lump sum payment. So I've often said if someone is considering helping a family member out to pay off their debt, they should help them with a single lump sum consumer proposal payment, which could be as little as 15 or 20 cents on the dollar rather than paying everything off in full for another party. So a consumer proposal can be that short of a single payment or can be as long as up to five years. But what's great in a consumer proposal is it's flexible. So if a situation changes, and let's say you're signed up for five years of payments, but hey, things are so much better off, you can pay the proposal off early at any point. There's no interest, no penalty. And the sooner you pay it off, typically the sooner it'll get removed off your credit report and you can move forward that much more quickly. Now, the one thing about Sands & Associates I've learned over the years of working with you, Blair, is that you guys really listen to people. And I know that there's other things that people tend to ask about when it comes to a consumer proposal, sort of smaller things and or something that's, uh, you know, bothering somebody. Do you want to talk a little bit about those? Yeah, there's definitely some really important questions a lot of people tend to ask. You know, one that comes up quite a bit when we're dealing with couples is, how is this consumer proposal going to affect my spouse? Uh, the short, quick answer is it's not. It's not going to affect your spouse unless your spouse has any shared debt. If there's any joint debt, well, then that joint debt um, you know, is now going to be just that spouse's responsibility. But otherwise, there's no responsibility at all, no impact on the other person's credit rating. If one spouse does a consumer proposal and has unique debts that aren't shared, it's possible for the other spouse to not even be aware of that proceeding. Now, that's not a recommendation. We recommend you know open and transparent conversations about finances within couples, but it really is the case that one couple, or one member of a couple deciding to restructure their debts can have literally zero impact on the other member of the couple, other than suddenly the person is a lot less stressed and has a better budget and lower debt payments, all of that, but there's no negative impact to the other spouse. Excellent. And people always want to know, what's the cost? What's it going to cost me to do a consumer proposal? How do you work that out? Yeah, a lot of people are sometimes waiting for the catch or waiting for the other shoe to drop. So I'll finish the meeting. I'll say, yeah, here's the proposal. We're going to offer back, um, you know, $300 a month for 60 months, you know, $18,000 back on $50,000, for example, which those are real numbers. We do that all the time. They say, okay, that's great, but what's your fee? 
And I say, well, my fee is included in all of that. So what happens when you file a consumer proposal is you're subject to a government tariff for consumer proposals. What that means is once we've figured out you can afford to pay back $300 per month, not all of that $300 goes to the creditors. About 80% of it does, but about 20% of that, so in this case about $60 of your $300, would come to the trustee for costs of administration. So from the client's point of view, there's never any upfront charge. There's nothing above and beyond what the person can afford to repay in the proposal. Essentially, the costs are being borne by the creditors deducted from the payments that they would receive uh, before they're sent on to them. Okay. And in the final minute and a half or so, how does somebody go about starting a consumer proposal? It's very straightforward, and the first step is often the toughest one just because you don't always know what you're walking into. People are always worried, you know, am I going to be judged? Am I going to be talked down to? And that's absolutely not what you're going to receive with Sands and Associates. The first step is to reach out for that consultation. So we guarantee you're going to meet with a qualified, empathetic, either a trustee or insolvency estate manager, someone who knows their stuff and has dealt with a lot of situations maybe similar or maybe different, but has the right tools to help you out of that situation. The first step is to reach out for the consultation. From there, we'll guide you along every other step. You'll fill out an application form. You'll give us some basic information about your debts, your assets, your income. And then generally, as quick as just a few days from our first meeting, or as slow as you need to feel comfortable, some people it's over a period of weeks or even a couple of months, uh, whenever you're ready to move forward, we can have documents prepared for you to sign off on your consumer proposal, get that protection, and have that great repayment plan to focus on. Now, a couple of things I want to mention as we close out this segment. You can learn more about how a consumer proposal could work for you and get started on that plan, that debt-free plan of yours, by giving Sands & Associates a call. It's 1-800-661-3030, and of course, that's toll-free. Uh, you can also go to their website, visit sands trustee. Com. And, of course, you're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton, a licensed insolvency trustee from Sands & Associates. And with us on the line is John Manson. He's an estate manager with Sands & Associates, has uh, 12 years of personal insolvency experience. He's pretty dedicated to providing his Sands & Associates clients all the tools they require to manage and overcome some pretty challenging financial situations. Uh, John specializes in personal insolvency, helps clients understand the often very daunting and misunderstood aspects of debt resolution. That's what we're going to talk about. John says, the most important part of my job is informing people of the laws around dealing with debt and how it affects their situation. Such a great topic, John, and thanks so much for joining us. Absolutely. So uh, to start things off, can you tell me a little bit about how you came to work in insolvency? Because it's kind of a unique, a unique career choice. Absolutely. Yeah. So no, it, it definitely was. It was never really on my radar growing up. I didn't really know a whole lot about it. I remember kind of the first time hearing about a consumer proposal, I was like, well, that sounds too good to be true. It doesn't really make sense. But um, as I've been doing this for the last 12 years, I just see it working better and better for people. And yeah, really, I, I just remember growing up always loving numbers, loving finances and being really interested in that area. Uh, and then once I realized that I was able to put that together with also just helping people out in their daily lives, I was really excited to find the industry. So, 
Well, that's, that's awesome, John. And, and you and I, we've worked together for a number of years. I think you even predate me at the firm. I think you were there, you know, a few months before I had joined. And I know now, you know, your current role is an estate manager, and that's obviously a term that we know exactly what that means. But for listeners out there, can you give a sense, you know, what does it mean to be an estate manager? What is your day-to-day typically like? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm normally working with people. So I, you know, I take a phone call or call somebody up if they're having a, a stressful situation, dealing with some debts and just kind of walk them through their options and tell them how things work and how it affects them and, you know, try and make them feel at ease and, you know, avoid judgment and things that way because nobody wants to feel like they're, you know, getting a phone call saying, you know, you did this wrong and that wrong or anything that way. We just like to, you know, make people feel like their, you know, their situation is understandable. They've gotten to that place over, you know, a long period of time. It's not that they, again, did anything bad. It's just that they're in a tough situation that, that is actually resolvable, which is so nice for people to hear when they when they get that first information. Yeah, I guess that that idea of people sometimes they can feel like it's it's an impossible situation that I'm up against, and from my experience, you know, sometimes they can feel a little bit ashamed of what got them there. And so, John, we talk a lot on the show about you know the free initial consultation. Um, so it sounds to me, you know, one of your jobs in a state manager is doing that uh, quite often. Can you tell me how you you really structure that initial consultation? So, what's your approach if you're getting the phone call or if you're meeting somebody in person? You know, what do you do first, second? third how does that meeting unfold yeah yeah so i usually give somebody a call or join you know join in on a zoom meeting so we can do it that way as well uh and i i always like to start out just you know asking people for a bit of a story about what brought them in to us what made them call us or made them you know look into this kind of situation um i I personally, I'm a storyteller. I, I love also hearing stories from people, but uh, you know, I think people really feel a lot better knowing that we're we're here to listen. We're not here to again to judge in any way. Um, we just want to find out, you know, what led to this situation, and then from there, I can usually structure an idea of, of how we can get it taken care of and, and get it off their shoulders. Uh, you know, I also like to you know give people. A, a helping ear to listen to them because oftentimes they've been struggling on the, for the, you know struggling with this they've been dealing with it alone they haven't been able to tell friends or family members because of their feelings around it so just being able to finally get it out there and start talking about it and um, I always find it you know I try and make it as as fun and 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 relaxed as possible when I meet with people. But, you know, the, the few times I do, I, I talk to people and they, you know, they instantly start crying. I, I always stop them. I say, listen, I'm a crier myself. I, you know, I, if, if I'm talking, I'm crying harder. So I'll give you a break. I'll tell you a little bit. So I, you know, try and make it as easy as possible for people to be able to tell us their story and tell us what's going on. And then I tell them, you know, most likely I'll be able to give you some good news, make you feel a whole lot better about the situation, and we can start talking about the, the next steps to actually dealing with this debt. How do you find that the clients tend, tend to react in that in, initial meeting? Um, do you find there's a bit of a transition, a bit of a relaxing over time or something? I know every client is different, uh, but how, how do you see those meetings and, and the clients react to your approach? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, uh, by the end of it, I, f- I find people are just that much more comfortable with me. They're, you know, asking me uh, questions about my life. And, you know, it, we, I just want it to be as, as an easy as a conversation as possible. Uh, and, you know, when I hear it in people's voices, and that's, you know, the interesting thing about doing phone calls and stuff but hearing it in people's voices or seeing seeing them seeing them in person in a way on on zoom so seeing on their face just the the amount of stress they are instantly feeling relieved of and you know how much more comfortable they are with everything is is so nice for me i you know i always do like to feel that i'm i'm trying to help people as as best i can so when i felt like i've already you know taken that first step and helped out knowing that it We'll probably just get better and better from there as we have more meetings and more conversations. It's, it's just a really nice setup to, to start the whole process for people. John, I, I just want to jump in here. Um, it's not often you hear somebody doing the kind of work that you do for an organization like Sands and Associates and have, I mean, we talk, Blair and I talk about this all the time, the empathetic ear that, uh, so many people at Sands have when they talk to clients. But my gosh, you seem, uh, like you go over and above to really, really listen to folks and give them the best hand that they can possibly get sort of before the actual physical things. Oh, you, we need to do this, this and this. Um, you, it sounds like you come from a place of experience and knowledge and wisdom and, and boy, what a, what a great, uh, thing that is to have in your work on a day to day basis. Yeah, well, and, and thank you so much. I appreciate the nice words there. And, um, you know, I, I, I know from talking to the other people that work here and uh, all the friends that I, that I have in this company, um, I find almost everyone is just so amazing. So, uh, you know, understanding and their, their calm demeanors and even just hearing their voices. Like I'll call somebody that I work with and just talk to them about this or that, or, um, you know, a tough thing in my life and just hearing them talk is, is so nice. So, you know, I, I find that almost everyone in Sands is like that, but yeah, my, you know, my mom always says I'm the best. So I tell people that all the time as well. (laughs) You know, again, I, I like to, you know, make jokes and, and kind of bring all that into it just to, again, ease the tension and, and make people realize they're in a, a really safe and comfortable place. That's always been my approach to it. Well, that's wonderful. Yeah, and I'm so happy to have you on the show today, John. Just even for that, for the listeners to know that when when they do have a consultation with Sands, you know, it's a real person that you're meeting with. It's a person with a personality who seeks to understand first and not, you know, bang you into a solution that may or may not fit. It's just really understanding, you know, what's your situation, what are your objectives, and listening, you know, to all the circumstances and empathizing is just so important. So, I'm, yeah, I'm just so happy to hear you describe that, that approach. Uh, you mentioned, John, as well, it's a little bit more difficult now over the phone and with COVID. So I wonder if you could talk a little bit, you know, since, the, you know, gosh, our world has changed since March 2020. Before then, you were meeting everybody face to face. How is your approach now, you know, seeing people over Zoom, telephone, you're still able to connect in the same way or things a little bit different? Yeah, so it definitely has changed. I feel like people can sometimes be that much more, um, you know, in a little bit worried or, or, or it's hard for them to, to really open up right away when they meet with me. And, you know, when, when I was meeting with people in person, they could see, you know, my, 
I, I always had a smile on. I have calm demeanor around me to, to try and make them feel a little bit more relaxed. But without that, I find that, you know, the, the big thing I've always heard is, you know, if you're talking to people with a smile, they can really tell the difference of, of if you're talking without a smile. So I, I try and make sure that I'm doing that when I'm talking to people. And, uh, you know, again, even just telling them uh, stories about my life and, and my struggles and um, and my family struggles and things that I because oftentimes people are again they're they're so worried to tell somebody something or, or open up to a, a complete stranger but uh, I find if I'm able to introduce a little bit about myself then people feel a little bit more at ease telling me about their situation and their story and uh, again I always love hearing a, a new story and uh, it's just incredible what some of these people that I work with and these clients that I talk to that they, the stuff that they go through is just it sounds like I, like even with a 10 minute conversation I feel like I'm tired and I'm like stressed out just hearing about what they're going through so you know but I, I do appreciate it when people are finally able to open up and tell me all that stuff uh, and to get to that comfort level with people is a, a really special thing in my opinion. I think that's outstanding, John. You and I, we spoke before the segment, and I said, you know, in the past, I've been open with clients. You know, I've stopped drinking for seven years. been a good decision. So when people have trouble with alcohol, I can empathize with that. Um, you said, you know, you've been comfortable sharing some of, of your challenges. And if you're, if you're comfortable elaborating a little bit, I think clients would really uh, could, could be helped by understanding who they're meeting with is also someone. Yeah, none of us have an easy ride, you know. Of course. Yeah. And that's, you know, I, I, I find so many people, they call and they're, you know, they're struggling with, with health problems, whether it's, it's, you know, physical or mental health problems or anything that way. And, um, unfortunately still in our world, there is this stigma around mental health. And I've, you know, I've tried to tell people in my, in my friend group, in my family about my struggles, my family's struggles. Um, I, I've personally, personally clinically diagnosed as as OCD. I've got two brothers diagnosed as bipolar. And I, so I see that stuff and I see the struggle that comes with it every day and the, the stress and the anxiety around just everyday life, let alone also dealing with large amounts of debts that could just feel so overpowering and, and cause those things. And then again, people usually feel a little bit more comfortable with telling me their issues and their mental health problems because it is. It's something that so many people struggle with that it needs to get out there. And it's so, in wrapping up this segment, I just want to mention, you know, John Manson, a pretty extraordinary guy, but I, I have to say over the years of doing this show with Blair that um, there are so many extraordinary people who work at Sands & Associates who can help you uh, on this path as you figure out your debt situation and figure out the, the best steps to take uh, in dealing with it. Uh, I want to mention the website again. It's sands-trustee.com, or you can give them a call at 1-800-661-3030 for that uh, first consultation, as well as to find an office near you. You're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, helping you get out of debt. Uh, we continue on uh, this segment with John Manson, who's an estate manager with Sands & Associates, has a dozen years of personal insolvency experience, so lots and lots of time in the seat. He's pretty dedicated to providing Sands & Associates clients all the tools they require to manage and overcome some pretty challenging financial situations. Um, John, can you kind of give us a, an idea of how your day looks like, a day in the life of John Manson when he's at work? 
Yes, yes, I can. So perfect. Um, so normally, I you know I come in, I I take a look at a calendar, and I'll have you know I'll have an initial consultation to start out the day, and just kind of go over people's options with them, really try and make them feel more comfortable about you know where they are and the options that are out there and are available to get them to a better place in the future. Uh, and then maybe right after that, I'll have a, a second meeting with somebody where uh, you know again sometimes it's it's to go over their options and and talk a little bit more about that answer some questions they might have had from the first meeting uh you know a lot of times we get into a a lot of stuff and there's you know a lot of information that i'm able to provide people in the first meeting but oftentimes people you know they'll they'll, they won't remember certain sections of it or certain things that we talked about or maybe just want clarification or maybe they found something online that they just wanted to double check with us and and those are always welcome questions. We want people to totally understand the situation, feel completely comfortable before they actually move forward and, and get everything signed. Um, and then sometimes the second meeting is just going over their application form that they fill out for us, which, you know, just ask them questions about their debts, their assets, their income, all the stuff that we have usually at least talked a little bit about in that initial consultation uh, and then once we have that application filled out in full and we have any backup documentation just to confirm things like pay stubs a piece of id that sort of thing uh, then i'm able to schedule them a signing appointment where uh, normally the sign up appointment is done in, over zoom so we can each other we can go over all the documents i bring up the the legal forms that they have to sign with us to get the whole process started and i'll walk them through all of it once again again just explaining the whole process making sure they're comfortable making sure sure they know exactly what they're doing what they're getting into and what they're signing on that day Uh, because if if anyone doesn't feel fully comfortable with signing it, then we don't like to sign those documents. I've had meetings where I've said, you know what, let's think things over. Let's take some more time. Let's just have another conversation just to make sure you understand everything. Otherwise, some people are more than happy to get things moving forward. They just want these phone calls to stop. They, um, once they sign with us, they no longer get the phone calls from their creditors. They don't get any more letters or emails or any of those things that are, you know, driving people wild up the wall and, and stressing so much about, you know, it, that kind of thing is so nice for people. They sign the documents and almost always I just hear this, ah, this sigh of relief at the end of the meeting and they're just so happy and uh, and so appreciative of, of what we do here and, and how we've been able to work it out with them that they're just so excited to start the process and put this all behind them. So it sounds, John, like your, your day is pretty dedicated to one client after another client, like you're their interface with the insolvency system. And I think for clients as well, for them to know, like once they contact SANS, if they meet with you, you're going to be continuing on with them from the start. They don't have to, you know, tell their story a number of different times. They've got someone that's going to help shepherd them through the process. So I think that that's good for clients to know. I was curious, John, because you've been meeting with clients for you know, a large number of years here. What are the types of situations that tend to bring people in, in to see us? Because before I got into insolvency, I assumed, you know, it must be just a whole lot of mismanagement, people just making mistakes that in hindsight were clearly, you know, they should have made different decisions. My eyes have certainly been opened. Can you tell me a little bit about the situation that you've seen with your clients? Yeah, for sure. So, and and yeah, and you know what, really at the end of the day, there are people like that as well, right? They come in and they've just, 
you know, they've spent a little bit more than they should have. They were maybe a little bit young and didn't understand what they were getting into when they were spending money on these credit cards or didn't realize that, you know, a $20,000 credit card when you're making $30,000, a year is a, a, a pretty big mountain to, uh, of debt to really get into. So, uh, you know, a lot of times that, that can be the case. Otherwise, I think more commonly, we hear of people that have really had tough things happen to them. They, they've lost their job recently. Somebody, a, a family member might have passed away just recently that, you know, made things really tough for them or they had to travel to go visit the family and, and really mourn with everyone for things like that. Uh, or they're dealing with a medical condition or, you know, potentially losing work or being off work for periods of time that, you know, these are things that nobody really expects or a, a global pandemic that jumps out of nowhere and um, you know the amount of people that we saw that that were struggling and, and dealing with all of that and going from you know three thousand dollars a month as their regular income while they were working to now just getting the two thousand dollar CERB or CRB amounts uh, you know that was a, a huge change for a lot of people where they were finding they were able to make their payments and everything seemed fine for the time. But then as soon as that change happened, well, now things are a lot tighter, a lot more difficult. And then all of a sudden that goes out the window and some people still aren't able to get back to work or find another position um, or, you know, people that are close to retirement, but not quite at the age where they can start to receive those retirement benefits uh, are oftentimes having a hard time finding employment in the industry that they used to be in or making the same amount that they did before all of this happened. Uh, so obviously situations like that, they're not able to pay back these debts in a, a short time or a, a, a time that makes sense to them. So they're just looking at trying to get some help and uh, get things taken care of and off their shoulders. And from my experience, John, a lot of clients can feel like, you know, they're the only person in the world that, that's facing that, that fact pattern. In some cases they are, but I think people just hearing what you've laid out, you know, these are a bunch of circumstances that, you know, how could you have planned for? You couldn't. So the more kind we can be to ourselves with things outside of our control, it just allows us to move forward, you know, a little bit more quickly. Um, I know we're down to our last couple minutes in the in this segment here. Um, I'm curious, John, if there's a couple of case studies that, have, you know, recent people you might have met with or, or helped in the past that really stand out just to help the listeners understand, okay, you're going to start off strong, of course, you're going to meet with John, you're going to feel valued, um, not judged, you're going to get a good solution. But can you tell us a little bit more in specifics about a couple clients you've helped? For sure, yeah. So and um, I, I bring up somebody I actually met with just yesterday. Um, I saw, saw a meeting, it was with one, it looked like it was with one person. I sent them a Zoom link, I jump on the meeting, it turns out it's a couple. Um, they're 72 and 73 years old, I believe, and retired pension income fixed income every single month and dealing with a large amount of debt that they both somehow just kind of accumulated over the years uh and within about five minutes we're laughing we're joking together we're just kind of chatting and and talking about life and um and at the by the end of it, they felt so comfortable. They were so happy to hear that they could file a bankruptcy, clear their debts, 
pay a minimum amount of money over a short period of time and just move on with their lives and, you know, live out the rest of their lives in peace and, and happiness. And um, they, a lot of times I get people around that age that are joking that they don't have that much time left. And I always say, you know, of course, we want you here as long as possible. But again, the, the time that you have left on this earth is, you know, it is short, it's short for everyone. And so you may as well be in a positive place, a happy place to deal with it if that's all you have left. Uh, and then one one person I spoke to just the other day, she filed a proposal about two years ago. Uh, she was so happy at that time and then was working, but found that she could barely do the job that she had at the time. Just, you know, waking up in the morning was tough, knowing that she had all this debt. And as soon as she filed with us, she felt so much better. She went in, she applied for a, an upper management job, got it, almost doubled her salary and was able to pay her five-year proposal off in about two years. And now she's just focusing on rebuilding her credit, hoping she can buy a home in the future and, and really get her life back in her own hands. Two great examples from John Manson, uh, who's an estate manager with Sands & Associates, has over a dozen years of experience doing this work. If he's somebody that you want to work with, Sands & Associates is the place to go. Uh, their website, sands-trustee.com, the phone number, 1-800-661-3030. And uh, just a reminder, you're listening to Dollars and Cents with Blair Manton from Sands & Associates, helping you get out of debt. So this segment's all about a debt problem warning signs and where you can get professional help. So without obvious indicators of trouble, because I'm sure that can be often the case, spotting a debt problem isn't always the easiest. And according to Sands & Associates president and our very own BC Licensed Insolvency trustee, Blair Manton, lots of consumers don't even recognize the financial warning signs. Uh, until it's a financial crisis and you're right in it. So let's learn about some key debt cautions and where to get help with a debt problem. So first, Blair, can you share a bit about why it's so important to keep up with our personal finances and stay ahead of that debt? Well, certainly, Elaine. And from my experience, um, the really important thing to know is that most people underestimate their debt problem, at least for a period of time. Um, I think it's just typically we think it can't happen to us. Uh, we think, you know, next month we're going to get further ahead. And sometimes we just get used to being in that constant cycle of making debt payments, the cycle of borrowing, we're making all the minimums, but then we're charging more into the cards. Um, and then a lot of people don't realize how close they actually are to a financial crisis until some external event comes, something outside of their control, and really puts a shock to their system. And they just don't have the resilience to recover from something like that. So, you know, the typical ones that we see all the time, a marital breakdown, um, illness or injury, whether it's for you or for a family member, uh, job-related issues, um, you know, all of these things um, can, can trigger a cash crunch. Um, and you may not realize how much of an impact a financial problem can have if you've never been through one. From our research with our clients, we do a detailed survey every year uh, of almost 2,000 of our clients with detailed responses. Uh, they say, you know, the impacts are overwhelming stress, anxiety, and depression, even to the extent of one in six people say they contemplated suicide um, because they just didn't see any way out of their financial difficulties. Uh, people constantly think about their finances and their debt, and that triggers, you know, crises of self-esteem, putting life events on hold, uh, and then, you know, the physical manifestations of poor sleep, high blood pressure. So the thing that we really 
would want people to do at Sands and Associates, and the reason why we do this show, is to really encourage people to reach out before it gets to that point. Um, you know, if you're starting to feel like you have a debt problem, you've probably had a debt problem for a period of time, and it's really impacting your life in more ways than you, you probably can see uh, right as, as you look in, in the moment. That's such good information, Blair, because I think so many people think they're all alone in this. But those kinds of numbers and that kind of information just shows that you're not. You're not alone. There's lots of people who get into these situations, and there's a really great way to then see yourself out of it. So can you talk more about some of the warning signs that we should be aware of? Uh, I guess warning signs that we are we are in financial problems and we have a debt issue and we need to take some action? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we've talked a lot, Elaine, about, you know, uh, some of the more obvious warning signs. We'll say, you know, if you're missing your payments completely, if you're getting collection calls, if your wages are being seized, that's pretty straightforward. Yeah, you've got a debt problem you need to deal with, but there are some warning signs that can creep up as a slow build, and you might not even know it's a warning sign until you've been doing it for a period of time. Uh, one of the main ones that falls into this category is only making minimum payments, and this was the most reported warning sign in our most recent survey of our clients. That's how people knew they had a debt problem and it's for good reason because when you're just making minimum payments on a credit card or heaven forbid you know a payday loan or an installment loan you're servicing the interest you're keeping the account current and your credit rating probably looks okay but you're not actually getting anywhere you're not paying down the debt um, and you're probably going to pay thousands in interest charges to keep you in debt for years uh, if all you're making is just that minimum payment each month you know we've seen uh, credit cards for the last I want to say seven or eight years they've had that disclosure of you know how long it's going to take for you to pay off the debt if you only make the minimum payments you know we see 20 30 50 even over 100 150 years sometimes on these statements um, and you know our guideline is anything more than five years is, is too long to be stuck in debt so if you're looking at your statement you know sometimes even a thousand dollar debt can be 18 years to pay off depending on the interest rate um, you know you need to either decide i'm going to be able to pay a whole lot more than the minimum um, or you need to be getting some help but only making minimum payments is just a huge warning sign And I want to throw in at this point, too, that if this situation sounds like you or if Blair's just described your situation, Sands & Associates is easy to give a call to. It's 1-800-661-3030 or check the website sands-trustee.com and make that appointment. Um, Can we talk about the the, uh, continuing to use credit cards? Uh, That's got to be an issue or credit in period, I guess. Yeah, and this is often symptomatic of, of a larger problem because I often meet with people and I see they've got a few credit cards and then they've got a consolidation loan. And when I talk to them about, well, how'd the consolidation loan come around? Oh, well, the credit cards were maxed out. So we went to the bank. They agreed to consolidate a lower interest rate. Uh, so that's well, all the cards were at zero at that point. Yeah but now they're back up to where they were. Yeah. Mm. And we, as we dig in deeper, we often find the issue is there's an imbalance in the budget um, that was never looked at seriously. And the person every month is just going further and further into debt. And there's the old adage, if you find yourself in a hole, what's the first thing you do? Well, you stop digging. Um, and yeah. if we look at a number of clients, unfortunately, um, no, whether it's structural, it could be things like, you know, rent payments, car payments, things that are a little bit difficult to change, um, or whether it's just, you know, some... Um, frivolous is the wrong word, but some more discretionary um, overspending. It's only by shining a light, I'm really looking in detail on that budget, can you pinpoint how the person's gotten into trouble and then also put a stop to it? Because, you know, for the person that I've spoken to, spoken about here with the example, the consolidation and the credit cards, yeah, we can probably help them with a consumer proposal, but if that budget imbalance hasn't been corrected, well, by the time they pay off that consumer proposal, they might be in debt again and need our help. That's not what we're looking to do. Um, so definitely the continuing to use credit 
credit, um, you know, that's a huge warning sign to be aware of. Um, you know, if you're not able to have a budget that balances, forgetting about all the credit payments, if you're relying on credit to make your budget balance each month, um, that's a huge, more subtle, but very huge warning sign that financial difficulty might be in the future. Can you talk about the rule of 60? Because that sort of is a nice dovetail from that. Yeah, and that's the whole idea that, you know, debt should not be a perpetual thing in your life. Um, so we ask people, you know, just to do a quick check-in. Anybody listening can do this, you know, in the space of, you know, probably 10 seconds if you have your information close to you. But add up all of the debt that you have, your non-mortgage debt, your non-car loans, but things like credit cards, lines of credit, student loans, income taxes, so on and so forth, and divide that by 60. So let's say it's $24,000 of debt that you have. You divide that by 60, that's $400 a month. And then ask yourself, if I had to pay off $400 a month, could I do that? Could that fit in my budget? And if you're saying, well, I couldn't afford half that or a quarter of that, well, then realistically, five years from now, you're going to be further in debt than you are now. And it's probably a great indication you should seek some help because a consumer proposal, um, at most, it would be the $400 a month to pay everything off in full. But quite often, it's going to be a portion of that. It might be a half or a quarter, but it's only by seeing, okay, under my current steam, can I get out of this on my own? By seeing that that's not possible, that's when you start to reach out for some help. Yeah, and let's talk, let's, let's wrap this segment up with uh, some more ideas around that, the kind of help and support that a licensed insolvency trustee like yourself can offer someone. Well, definitely, you know, a lot of people, they delay reaching out because they think that they're going to be judged, they feel embarrassed uh, and ashamed. Um, and sometimes, you know, it's well-meaning friends or family members that, you know, are almost pushing somebody or pulling somebody to get debt help. And really, it's a personal decision. You can't force somebody to get help. Uh, but people need to realize when they come to see a licensed insolvency trustee like Sands and Associates, they're going to get empathy. They're going to be treated with dignity and respect. Uh, we know there, but for the grace of God, goes anybody. Anybody could find themselves in financial difficulties. And quite often, it's well beyond an individual's control. When we drill down and think, you know, there's nothing I could have done different as a professional. And this person is in my office, um, you know, with a very different difficult debt situation. So the, the less time we can spend beating ourselves up and judging ourselves, the more we can spend on finding solutions. Um, you know, that's the way that we can help people get back on track. Yeah, so that's so good. And I just want to say, you know, if you if you feel like you're ready to get started with a debt-free plan, you can easily book your free debt consultation with Sands & Associates by giving them a call at 1-800-661-3030 or visit their website, sands-trustee.com. And I just want to say the website's fabulous. There's so many great questions and answers, easy-to-understand answers, if you're just wanting a bit more information before you take that next step. You've been listening to Dollars and Cents. See you next time. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.